Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Help me out. Humpty Dumpty sit on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Clap your hands because you knew it. Tasmania didn't know it. I'm joking. I didn't do it there. In the Bible, Micah chapter 7 verse 8. It's our first. We only have two scriptures tonight. I'll read it. I'll explain it. I'll do it with both of these. But here's Micah 7 8. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Hey, everybody touch your neighbor and say, the Lord's my light. In the book of John, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And if you have him living in you, then guess what? No matter how dark it gets, you won't stumble. But I got to be honest with you, this scripture, though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. I got to explain this to you. Here's how I learned this. And it hurt. It hurt really bad. I stayed up late watching a game. And in order to stay up, I ended up drinking two liters of Diet Coke. Which is fine at 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. But around 3.30, 4 in the morning, you got to go. So about 4 o'clock in the morning, my brain was like, hey! My kidneys were like, help! We got to go! And my brain's like, come on, buddy, we got to go! And my eyes were like, uh-uh, no. We're tired. We got to work all day. and We're we tired. We don't want to open now. So the brain goes, all right, eyes, you take this one off. I can get us to the bathroom. But the rest of the body, we got to get up. And there was one part of my body who didn't want to go along with this whole thing. And once I mention it, you still won't feel it because it's the most insignificant part of your body. It is your pinky toe. Pinky, he there, but he don't do nothing. He don't even say much until you decide not to use your eyes. Then Pinky will speak up. And my Pinky was like, no, no, no. No, don't, don't, don't do this. And my whole body's like, shut up, Pinky, shut up. You don't matter. So my brain goes, take six steps, turn left. So I took six steps, I turned left. Then my brain says, take nine steps, shimmy to the right. That's a shimmy, all right? But my problem was I didn't shimmy enough. It should have been two steps. Because I thought the door was here. I swung my right foot out. And I crushed my pinky toe against the wall. See, hear the the reactions? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Once you hurt Pinky, he will cripple your whole body. I, I went straight to the ground. I didn't have to go no more. My wife turned on the light and said, what's wrong with you? I said, I hate Pinky. And she said, turn on the light next time. Turned off the light, she went back to sleep. She don't care. Now, some of you are looking at me like, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Sometimes it could be, what, 6.15 in the afternoon? But inside your soul, it's midnight. Sometimes it could be eight o'clock in the morning, 
And in your soul, it's midnight. How do you get out of that? I heard in a song and in the Bible that late in the midnight hour, God can turn it around. But we have to decide to give it to him for him to turn it around. So though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Though I don't see it happening right now, I'm going to trust in God. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, trust in God. Now here's my problem. It's been a long time since I've been in your church. Some of you are like, well, who are you? Let me explain why I get to preach this and why I will get a little excited before I'm done. (laughs) You got to go way back. I grew up a little bit different. When I was six years old, I went to school, first day of school. I hate school. I ain't going to lie to your children. Do it, you got to. And the quicker you do it, the sooner you get done. First grade, first year of school, I get there, teachers at the door like a warden in a prison. And she knew everybody's name. I got there, she goes, hello, Reggie. Find a desk with your name and sit down. When the bell rings, I'm taking attendance and we will begin the greatest year of your life. The way she said it was wrong. No smile, no nothing. And I was like, okay. So when the bell rang, she opened up a book, started taking attendance. Now, y'all, it's like that anywhere in the world. When a teacher takes attendance, they say your first name and your last name. Except me. All she said was Reggie. She did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I got up early. I got to school early. I walked into class, looked around. Everybody had name on their desk. Everybody had two names, first name, last name. But mine, it just said Reggie. I didn't say nothing. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. By Friday, a whole week, just that one name. Everybody else had two. I had to know, so I raised my hand. She said, come up front. If you got a question, ask. I said, everybody, everybody has two names when you take attendance. I have one. On everyone's desk, it's two names, but on my desk is one. What's up with that? Where's my name? And she said, go sit down. You don't have a last name. What's up with that? I didn't say nothing. I just went and sat down. A week later, my school had this thing. I don't know if y'all do it in Australia. It was called parent-teacher conference. When parents come to school, me teach. Do y'all do that? I hate that day. If you hate that day, clap your hands right now. I hate that day. Okay. Y'all see everybody clapping? Those are all bad students, all right? I'm just saying. My name, first one. Both mom and dad showed up. They sit down. Teacher talked for five minutes. When it's over, walk outside. I notice some. All my friends are with their parents. All my friends' parents are young, but my parents are like old. And I'm thinking to myself, why are they old? Now, brother got to know, I'm only six. When we got in the car, we're pulling out of the parking lot. I'm in the back seat. They're in the front seat. So I yelled to the front seat, hey, why y'all old? Look at me, young people. Don't ever do that. If you think your people old, don't say nothing. Take it to the grave, okay? When we got home, my dad said, we got to talk. So they put me at the kitchen table to have a talk. Anybody ever been to the kitchen table to have a talk? If you haven't, don't go. Look at me, little boy. If you don't smell food, run, boy, run, okay? I'm just here helping out the little people, all right? When we sit down, my dad started. My dad said, son, there's a plan for your life. I said, yes, sir. My mom looked at me and she said, baby, I like that. Okay, y'all gonna think I'm crazy. When I was little, every time my mom said, baby, my darkest night had a light, my cloudiest day had sunshine. No matter what I was going through, I could make it because mama said, baby, I know. Y'all looking at me like big old black man love his mama. (laughs) Yes. 
I love my mama. My mom said, baby, I'm sorry. And my mom started crying. And can I ask you something? Anybody here ever have something happen in your past you wish you could change, but you can't? Or you wish you can forget, but you know you won't? Can I just get a little deeper? I'm not meddling. Trust me. I'm just. Anybody here ever pretend everything's good when it's bad? You ever pretend to be happy when you're sad? You ever pretend everything's right when it's wrong? Anybody get sick and tired of pretending? So what do you say the next 20 minutes? You don't have to pretend. Just just hang out. Just be you. Hmm. My mom cried so hard. It took my dad 10 minutes to calm her down. Finally, my dad said, tell him now. And when my mom spoke, listen to me. Her words crushed me on the inside. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that God is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that God catches every tear that you shed and he records them in his book so he won't forget one. So the world says, if you're hurting, you have pain, you have sorrow, you're the only one. You're by yourself. Get alone because you're the only one. But Jesus says when you're hurting, he's the closest. I like that. He ain't afraid of your pain. He ain't afraid of your shame. He was there when we messed up and he's going to be there when we get right. Because he's the only one that can get us right. If you know what I'm talking about, just clap a few times and say amen. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, here it is. Touch your other neighbor and say, here we go. See, I don't think y'all ready. I'm trying to be as calm as I can, but it ain't going to work, okay? It's not going to work. Finally, my mom, she said, I'll tell him. And this is what she said that crushed me. My mom said, baby, I'm sorry. I'm old because I'm not your mom. And my dad whispered, I'm not your father. She said, you have a brother. His name is Keith. You have two sisters, Annette and Jeanette. Your mom kept your brother. Your mom kept both your sisters. But your mama said that you were a mistake and she hated the day that you were born. But she gave you to us. So it's going to be okay. Are you all right? And I said, I'm fine. Was I fine? No. Was I all right? No. Outside, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you for taking care of me. I love you. On the inside, I was screaming, why me? Hey, listen to me. God can handle you asking him, why me? God can handle you getting upset with him. He can handle you yelling. He can handle your emotions. That's why he gave them to us. Listen to me very carefully. Humpty Dumpty sit on the wall. I guess I'm Humpty. And I had a great fall. But you know what's crazy? But bro, I didn't pick that. I didn't choose to be born. I didn't choose that family. Here I am. All I could do at six years old after hearing that was get older. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. By the time I was 13, I talked to two people my whole life. My foster care mom, my foster care dad. They're all I had. And I realized that. But it got so dark. I cannot. Yeah, I could. I don't think you can understand unless you've been there. And be honest with you, for me to be here tonight at this moment, some of you are there. The darkness can get real, real dark. I wrote a book once called Just Keep Breathing. Because your next breath will get to you to the answer. But you got to be able to catch that next breath. 
At 13 years old, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was wide awake. Anybody ever wake up at 3 o'clock, wide awake, just staring at the ceiling? If it happens again, I got you. Uncle Reggie got you, all right? Oh, by the way, when I start speaking, I'm Reggie from America. But if you let me, by the time I'm done, I'm Uncle Reggie up in the house, all right? Everybody needs an Uncle Reggie, you know what I'm saying? 3 a.m., I'm wide awake. The voice in my head got real loud. Let me tell you what it said. It simply said, Reggie, nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. If, you're, if you were to disappear, nobody would look for you. Your own mama gave you away. You should give up. You don't belong on this planet. And I started thinking about giving up on the gift of life. And that's when I started to cry. And that's when it happened. My bedroom door opened. Look at me. If your bedroom door opens at 3 o'clock in the morning, run. <laughs> Forget those scary movies. Some of y'all love scary movies. Who loves scary movies? Put your hand down and shut up. What's wrong with you? You know why you love scary movies? Ain't nobody ever told you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know why I don't like scary movies? Black people die first in scary movies. I ain't going out like that, y'all. Oh, by the way, it was not the it clown that came up in my room. When the door opened, it was my foster care dad. His name's Bill. Everybody say Bill. Bill, Bill cleaned schools for a living. That's what he did, Clean schools. He walked in my room 3 a.m. and he said, are you okay? I heard you crying. I said, how? Your room's on the other end of the house. It ain't like I was doing that ugly boy cry. You know the one. Hey. It wasn't like that. He said, every day you hug your mom. He said, every day you talk to me. He said, for two days you haven't said a word and you haven't hugged your mom. He said, so last night and tonight after your mom fell asleep, I grabbed a pillow. And for the past two nights, I slept by your door. And this morning I heard you cry, what's wrong? All I said was, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He said, I'll never call you Reggie. I'll always call you son and I'll love you to the day I die. Listen to me tonight. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I will come in. Listen to me. You might be Humpty Dumpty. You might've had a great fall, but no matter what it is, the king is there. And he can put it back together again. You gotta let him. Got to let him. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, we halfway there. I've done this really calm, but I can't do this next one calm. I looked through the Bible and I tried to find somebody who could be Humpty Dumpty. Somebody who could be in the darkest place of the darkest. And I found her. Luke chapter 7. I'm going to read the whole thing. Then I'm going to explain it. And then I'm going to pray. We out. Peace. Word to your mama. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. It goes like this. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, N-A-I-N. And his disciples in a large crowd along with him, verse 12, as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When Jesus saw her, the mom, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. Then he went up and he touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. Verse 15, the dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Woo! Now, I love this because this is perfect. But I might have read it too fast because y'all didn't get it, did you? The Bible says Jesus is coming to town. And at the same moment, Jesus' disciples in the crowd are coming to town. A funeral procession is leaving town. 
And look who it's for. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. It can't get any darker than that. Oh, can I unpack it for you? Here's the deal. If she's a widow, her husband's dead, which means if she's a widow and her husband's dead, she had walked behind a coffin once before. She had walked from the church to the graveyard in a funeral procession with the whole town behind her once before. But that time when she did it, it was hard, real hard. But that time when she did it, she still had something holding her hand, something whispering to her. It was her son. He was there. He was with her. Mama, it's going to be okay. Mama, just lean on me. Mama, I'm going to take care of you. But this time, she's reaching for hope and there's none. She's reaching for help and there's none. She's reaching and nobody's there. How is she going to get to the graveyard this time? All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Oh, there's that silence that happens when I start messing with people. Hey, hear me out. I ain't nothing but a beggar trying to tell another beggar where the bread is. Uh, y'all don't understand. I'm talking black. My bad. Uh, let me help you out. Hey, I know there's kids, but I got to be honest with y'all. My mom, okay? My mom, yeah, she gave me away. Yeah, my mom gave me away. Yeah, she said I was a mistake, but I understand why. You see, my mom's husband got up and went to work on a Monday, like tomorrow. It was a Monday. So he got up and went to work, but he never came back. By Tuesday afternoon, she went to the police and filed a missing person report. And on Wednesday afternoon, the police came to her house. She thought they were coming to tell her that her her husband was dead. But they were coming to evict her. He had hid all the eviction notices. And he took all the money and left on Monday. And left her with my brother Keith and my two sisters, Annette and Jeanette, with nothing. And when they came, they put them in the street. They put all the food in the trash bag. The sheriff felt bad for her. He said, my family owns a farm. He said, there's, there's somebody living there, but there's chicken coops. They're brand new. You can stay there. In seven days, welfare will kick in. They'll give you a place and food. Three days in, she ran out of food. So my brother and sisters are crying. A stranger walked by, saw my mom and said, what are you doing here? She explained, and the stranger said this, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. But I believe if we're talking about Humpty Dumpty and being broken, you need to know who's talking to you. The stranger said to my mom, I'll give you 20 bucks and you can get food if you sleep with me. My mom would do anything for her kids. So she slept with the man and she got pregnant. I'm the $20 bill. But Jesus. I'm the mistake, but Jesus. I fell off the wall, but Jesus. I was in pieces, but Jesus. It says all the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Well, if all the king's horses were there, and if all the king's men are there, then the king is there. So next time you mess up, next time you crack your egghead, don't go to a horse and don't go to a man. It's time to go to the king tonight. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, go to the king. The only son 
of his mother and she was a widow. Look what he did. When he saw the mom, Jesus, he looked and he said, don't cry. Come on, bro. When Jesus says, don't cry, you're something about to happen. <laughs> then he walked over and he said he touched the coffin and the man carrying it stood still. Pallbearers, that's what they call them. They call them that here. Usually if somebody dies, there's probably six, three on each side, and they're carrying the coffin. When I die, there'll be 24, and everybody's sweating. <laughs> Hold up. I just said that. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. I made myself laugh. I like it when I do that. The Bible says he touched the coffin, and they stood still. Now, check this out. So you got three guys on each side. They're all friends, family, relatives, and they're carrying the coffin. Jesus touches it, and they go... And they're looking at each other like. <laughs> and I always wondered, why did Jesus do that? Then it hit me. Because the next thing he does, he leans down to the dead kid and goes, I say to you, get up. And the dead kid sit up and started talking. That's why he froze the pallbearers. Because if he didn't, they'd have dropped the boy, broke his leg. Then he would have to heal his leg, <laughs> raise him from the dead. It's a lot of work. That's the way I see it. Can you imagine? The kid sits up and like, I want some pizza. <laughs> and the pieces are back together. And look what he does at the end. He gives him back to his mother. Isn't that awesome? So I decided to write something. Where's the keyboard guy? Come here. Come on. I don't know where you're at. Come on. He's, he's outside eating Twinkies. Oh, no, he's right there. Hey. <laughs> Dude, you, you, he's just cool, too. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll be there, man. I'm coming. All right, I got you. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you. Okay, so, so I got to read this because I wrote something about Humpty Dumpty, and, and I hope you like it because I wrote it yesterday. <laughs> and, and I started thinking about this, like, because the whole thing is this. You know what's crazy? If you've ever fallen and cracked anything, you think you'll never get better. There's a day, if you've ever had surgery, you've ever been in a hospital, you ever done something messed up, there's a day where you decide, I'm done, I quit, I can't do this. And it's probably the day before you start feeling better. Yeah, right. But it's the day where you gotta decide what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. So as I read this, think about this. It's about Humpty Dumpty. It said you've heard the story once before about the famous one who sat up on the wall. <laughs> Is that a France t-shirt you have on? Oh, figures, okay. And so if you've ever seen Humpty Dumpty, mm, and you need to know this, fairy tales, they reflect some truth. So if you ever see Humpty Dumpty or anybody else who has fallen, tell them he's mending broken pieces and he'll be there to fix it all. Now all the king's horses and all the king's men, yes, they tried but they couldn't bring back the broken pieces of his life. 
Yes, what shattered all his dreams. So if you've ever seen Humpty Dumpty or anyone else who's fallen, tell him he's mending broken pieces and he'll be there to fix it all. If you feel like Humpty Dumpty, and if you've been broken from afar, remember he's just and ever so faithful and he'll be there to fix it all. Remember that his love, his loving and ever so faithful and he'll be there to fix it all. So tell Humpty Dumpty and everybody else who may have fallen that Mary had a little lamb and his name is Jesus. Tell Jack and Jill to come off the hill because I found the living one and his name is Jesus. Tell little boy Blue to give his troubles to you because Jesus can chase his blues away. And tell Mother Hubbard there'll be food in her cupboard because Jesus will supply all her needs and he will fix it all. He'll fix it all. There's two people I want to pray for before I leave and I got three minutes and 15 seconds to complete this mission. Easy. There's a part that I wrote yesterday and God just went ding, ding, there it is. So this whole thing I wrote, I, I said, uh, some of you, uh, when, when Humpty Dumpty fell and he broke and shattered into pieces and it shattered all his dreams. There's somebody here tonight, your dreams are shattered. And I'm just the biggest, blackest Hallmark greeting card from heaven you've ever seen in your life to tell you if you give him the pieces, he'll put your dream back together again. Some of you, it's your children. Some of you, it's a loved one, a family member, a friend. He'll put them back together again. But you gotta let go and let God. So I'm gonna give you 15 seconds. I start at 15, get to zero. When I get to zero, if anybody's standing, I don't need to know what it is. I'm not Dr. Phil, I'm not that good. But Dr. Jesus knows exactly why you're gonna stand. And he better than Dr. Phil. He ain't created Dr. Phil. So whatever it is you're going through, let him put it back together tonight. Let him start the process. You need to let go and let God. So for all the shattered dreams in the church tonight, let's give it to the king. Not a horse, not a man, the king. So if that's you and you're holding the pieces, I'm going to have you do me a favor. you got 15 seconds. Have your hands like this. Stand up. And I'm going to pray for you once I get to zero. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, in Jesus' name, one. In Jesus' name, one. Before I pray, if you're sitting down, you're one of two people, either one. Man, right now, I'm, I'm in it. I'm good. It's all good. That's good because I need your help. If you all good and you in it with Jesus, I need you to jump up and put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Let our faith help their non-faith. Let our faith help their dreams. Let our faith help them. Come on, just I'm, it's not going to take long. I'll do the prayer. You just let them know somebody's standing with them right now. Jesus, I pray that you would do something in this room tonight. God, I pray that you would be the will within the will. Answer the cry of our hearts tonight.
God, put the pieces of our broken dreams back together. God, I pray, God, from the person in the highest up in the balcony to the front row, you know why we stood. and You have the answer. Give us the answer, Jesus. Let us trust in you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Do me a favor. Give him a hug and say everything's going to be all right. Then you can sit back down. You can sit back down. I got one more thing. One more thing before I go. Oh, good. Oh, man. I must have made the sun stop. I got more time. It went up to 10 minutes. I like that. Hey, I got to ask you something. Everybody look at Reggie. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus? Let me back up in my story. Remember at 13 years old when my foster care dad, Bill, came in my room and he told me that he loved me? After he told me he loved me, he said, do you believe that I would love you till I die? I said, yes, sir. And he did. He said, well, good, because you got two people who loved you to death. The other was Jesus. And he started quoting scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Then he said this one, my favorite, Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then he said, can I lead you in that prayer? And I said, yes. And I gave my life to Jesus. Tonight, do you know him? If you don't, maybe tonight it could be a chance for you to come to know Jesus. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is real. I know, man, it takes smart people to do this stuff. I ain't smart. I'm just forgiven. Hey, you got to get it. You remember I said I'll be 60 next month? At 13, I wanted to take my own life, and I'm going to be 60 next month. That ain't nothing but living proof. This thing works. And oh, by the way, if you like, well, how do I know he's real? A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. You can argue all day, but I'm going to be 60. And I'm smiling, I'm happy, and I love Jesus. If you're at the end of your rope, if your pieces are shattered and sin has crushed you, it's time to come home. Reggie, I did this a long time ago. Why would God still love me? I don't know. But aren't you glad he does? So I'm going to give you a little more time. 40 seconds of what you got. Oh, by the way, I'm that dude. There's no bow your head, close your eyes, nobody looking around. It's every head up, every eye open, everybody looking around. I'm going to go from 40 to zero, and whoever's standing here, you're giving God your life. You're coming home. You're coming to Jesus. I don't care who you are, but you got 40 seconds, Humpty. You got 40 seconds. You can keep going to the horse of drugs. You can keep going to the man of, of the Internet. Or you can go to the king. I think it's time for us to come to the king. So whoever you are, 40, 39, 38, 37, 36, 35, 34, 33, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 
put 15 seconds on the clock. Let's put the pressure on. Hey, ask a friend. I love this. Two people. Somebody ask a friend, you want to go? And they said, I'll go. Ask a friend. 15 seconds. 14. Said, you want to go? I'll go with you. Don't get mad. Somebody's asking you because they know what it's like to have their pieces put back together by God. 12. 11. 10. Come on. Come on. 9. Come on. Come on. 8. 7. Jesus name six five in Jesus name four in Jesus name two in Jesus name one keep coming anybody feel the presence of God tonight it just doesn't get old does it I love Jesus and if he could save me he'd save you y'all ready here's what we're gonna do going to say a prayer. Romans 10, 9. We're going to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. This ain't no magical potion. It's what Jesus said works. And there are people in the audience, they're called Christians. The Bible calls them saints. But you know what I found out? Every saint got a past and every sinner needs a future. And this is where that happens right here. So every saint, I need you to stand and stretch your hands toward these people. We're all going to do it together. We're all saying this prayer together. Everybody say, all right, all right, all right. I want to hear this prayer that loud. You ready? Say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Tonight, I'm asking you to put my pieces back together again. I choose Jesus. I choose you. I don't know why you still love me. But here I am. I have nowhere else to go. So, Jesus... The Bible says, if I ask, I will receive. So I'm asking, be my Lord, be my Savior, forgive me of my sin, and I'm saved. In Jesus' name, I'm saved. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.